0: The entire team at the Emsolation podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognize their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be.
1: This is Free Time Tuesday on Amstellation with M Rossiano.
0: Hello there, welcome to Free Time Tuesday. It's M. Rossiano here. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, and a podcaster. And this is your bonus episode. Will cannot speak. <laughs> You're allowed. My EP Ben Wesley is joining me. Yay! Wait, where's my applause button? Yay! Because to be honest, I didn't feel like... Not that you're a last resort, babes.
1: (laughs) I love being a last resort. Oh, my
0: God. Imagine if this is someone's first time. All right, I'm going to explain. We put out a regular podcast on Thursdays with Michael Lucas, my best friend since I was 11. If you're new here, welcome. Tuesdays you just get like a bit of a catch-up or it could be a guest. Next week you're getting Rob Mills and we have to talk to Rob Mills because he's got a new book out. Yes. But I haven't been allowed to read it. Why? I haven't been sent an advance copy. He doesn't want your feedback. I don't think he does. (laughs) And now I'm reading he interviewed friends in it. Oh, I, I wasn't interviewed.
1: Oh, no wonder you're not let
0: around. I know, so we have plenty to talk. I don't even know really what it's called.
1: All right, we're going to shake him down.
0: <laughs> I'm really, I'm really worried. There's a whole chapter in there, like, fuck you, Em Rossi. time I
1: had to step in to save Em.
0: Oh god, well
1: oh, he did. He was beautiful.
0: I know. Uh, so yes, today Benjamin, my EP, longtime friend, handholder during breakfast radio trauma. Oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> We're Got
1: selling it. that episode.
0: No! <laughs> he tried to make me sit down and do the breakfast radio trauma plot. I said it as a joke. <laughs> I can't. I cannot do it. I told you, upon my death,
1: yeah, will, you will be allowed I to release. Think, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm going to die before you.
0: You are not! <laughs> I'm going to. Either way, there will be like Prince had stuff ready to go upon his death. There will be the breakfast radio tapes will be released.
1: That Actually, we should record it. And then just have it on stand.
0: How do you know I haven't?
1: (laughs) I want to be there to (laughs) add to the (laughs) grist. Oh,
0: God. Anyway, we're here to talk (sighs) about... I had a very big week last week, Benny. Yeah. I had to go to Sydney.
1: We were talking off air because you were like, I don't know what to talk about. And then I'm like, you've got so many
0: things. It's so true. And I realised I had so many stories. So last week I met with Spotify. I recorded Mark Boris's podcast. I did an Mm. episode of the ABC show, Frankly. My parents held an extravagant garden show (laughs) over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I had to be a part of.
1: That's a whole podcast of
0: itself. Uh-huh. And then my skirt fell off at Fashion Week. <laughs> um, so let's. we should probably do this chronologically. Yeah. I met with Spotify. Mm-hmm. They're loving us. Yay. They're loving the podcast. But they've told me that our audience is so loyal, we have the highest retention rate of all their podcasts. And
1: everyone listens from beginning to end as well.
0: Correct. But we have to grow. God, how they how want more that? new listeners.
1: Why? Well, well, I don't understand why we're not number one everywhere. We
0: have so many listeners. We really do. In, in terms of podcast numbers, we're very much in the top ten all the time. But they want more. They want more. So we're telling you now, everybody, recruit. Yeah. Send an episode. We have to tell everyone to pick a favourite episode and send it on.
1: I'd gasbag bag about it all the time. <laughs> have you listened? Do you know?
0: I know. I feel like sometimes I need to go stand next to people and be like, put it on now.
1: <laughs> I actually made when um, Chloe was in.
0: Oh, Chloe the guy hated. The picked
1: her up was saying, what, what podcast is this? And I made him follow <gasps> on Spotify. That's her
0: manager, I found out. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Chloe, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Then, Benny, I, after the meeting, had to go and record an episode of Mark Boris's podcast. Yeah, which
1: I was shocked about. I didn't know this was happening.
0: Well, we have the same manager. Right. So he has a podcast. He has one called uh, Mentors where he has like business people on to that's talk yours? about. No. <laughs> See, I thought I was going on cuz I sat down. Oh, no. Wait. And the other one is called Straight Talk.
1: Right. Oh, that's it. Like...
0: Yeah. And so I sat down, I said, you "Wait. You do
1: Mentors? Well, they talking no, about
0: No. No. <laughs> Which podcast am I on, Boris, because I, I better not be on the business one <laughs> because I buy things that would not be out of anyone's business plan. Yeah, true. Like, what did I turn up with today?
1: Um, a bedazzled... <laughs> is it a leopard? Yes! And also uh, some kind of panther with a crown that's a pot plant holder.
0: I don't know if that's in anyone's budget, <laughs> OK? So he goes, nah, you with straight talk. And I sat down opposite him and, first of all, the biceps on the man.
1: Oh, I saw a photo. He's ripped. Jacked.
0: He's, he's 66.
1: He's the White Grass Jones.
0: He is. <laughs> and I, I sat opposite him, right? So we sit, and it's coming out, the episode's coming out next week. And the first thing he says to me is, and when I got here, I was chatting. To, there was another girl in before me. She's this incredible physicist. And he'd been talking to her. And they were chatting. And he'd been out to get a coffee and come back in again. And I, he and I hadn't said hi yet. And I was sitting on the couch in his office. And so. I didn't say anything. I was just kind of sitting there going. <laughs> and I didn't want to interrupt because I didn't want to say anything dumb. And she was really impressive and she had great energy and she was really beautiful. And so I was just sitting there going, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. But obviously I was giving her vibes, because <laughs> Boris sat down before the podcast started, no and he's like, I walked in and there was this, this pent-up explosive energy sitting on the couch. I could feel I could feel it. go, press go. I could feel it. And I said, "Oh my God, yes. He said, yeah, I felt it. He said, I felt all of that coming my way.
1: He's a psychic as well. He
0: is, in a way. And we sat down opposite each other and then the podcast starts and the first thing he says is, I'm just looking in your eyes now and they're my favourite colour. And I can just see they're like an amber, I'll describe it for everyone. and I can just see behind them that there's just, there's a lot there. There's so much. There's good energy, Em. And so straight away I'm like,
1: oh. He's a successful businessman and that has to be part of it, doesn't it? The fact that he can read people.
0: He is so successful. And this is the thing, and I said this to him during the podcast, I had honestly Mark written you off as like an average white guy. (laughs) Genuinely. Because he's just like the... He hosts The Apprentice... He did that Yellow Brick Road wizard, whatever it's called. We don't care. The home loan thing. Yeah. He's best mates with Packer. He's best mates with, like... Just think he's
1: another Trump. Yeah.
0: I just thought he's he's just like everyone else, right? And I was so wrong. And that's on me, actually, because he is very magical. He's a magical Greek man. Yeah. And he's also neurodivergent, of course. Right. So so I settled in. Oh, I spilled my guts to this hard-bodied Greek.
1: (laughs) It's a double episode. We were just (laughs) looking
0: in each other's eyes and it was so great. And he made me cry. Uh, What? Yes. How? Because he said to me right at the end, I see you. I see how good you are. You're so great and impressive. And I was like, going, oh, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> Tell me more. That's adorable. <laughs> no, but it was just, it was a really unique experience in that my energy was matched. And he asked all the right questions. He clearly bothered to do research. I don't know. I just walked and also away. He's a straight
1: white man. He's a straight
0: white man. What? I know. That's not meant to happen. But of course, he's got like, you know, he's had multiple wives. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be the next one. I don't care. <laughs>
1: Ask me. signing up. <laughs> Goodbye, Scott.
0: I just kept saying, you really need to do a topless shoot for men's health. I think <laughs> I brought that up about five times, gang. Well, just for me. It's really interesting because when his audience is pretty much straight dudes, you know, between 17 and 60. Like, he's right. their guru
1: god. You're going to get a serve right? when listen to your
0: episode. And then he's going to get an influx of my people, which yeah. is women, non-binary, lesbian. Everyone except straight men, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So our audiences are exactly missing each other's audiences. I
1: fucking love
0: this. So when we plug in together, it will be interesting to see yeah. how the crossover goes. Oh, I
1: can't wait to hear now.
0: Yeah. So that I would never
1: go and listen to his podcast. No,
0: but I actually am going to go back and listen to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Because he's a very thoughtful interviewer. Yeah, right. And very handsome, have I said that? Yeah. <laughs> such a creep. Have said that. Mm. Then I had to go to... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sound. Then I had to go to the ABC. Yes. And when you walk into the foyer, there's giant play school, like, you know, what are they called? There's Jemima, there's Little Ted, Big Ted, Humpty. The actual... The dolls. Dolls. But they're huge, like like ginormous novelty-sized ones. Oh, my God, so that was I still exciting. remember those
1: from my childhood.
0: Same. I haven't even been asked to be on play school yet. I did see Grant Denyer was on there the other day. That
1: seems a bit cruel.
0: I know. And Chloe Hayden said to me, I'm going to be doing Play School after this. And I said, oh, my God.
1: Play School, can we get Emma?
0: Please. I just want to read. They have a section where well-known people read stories to their kids. And imagine Elio and I doing, we're going on a bear hunt. Oh, my God. I really want to do it. I really, truly want to read a story. I'm manifesting this. I will cry because Play School is just so much of who I am. Yeah. And I'd have, I haven't been mean, asked to read a story on there, but I digress. So I went there to shoot, and Fran Kelly, not Anne Frank, because that is—I <laughs> I nearly called her Anne Frank so many oh times. My God. Anne Frank, obviously, <laughs> very different kettle of fish <laughs> to political um, journo Fran Kelly. Yeah, yeah. On the couch, and then I got off and said to the producer, "Did I call her Anne Frank at any point?" Because no. it's called Frankly. We can cut that out. <laughs> and her name's Fran. Yeah. So Fran and Frankly, you get Anne Frank. Yeah. And I kept thinking I was going to call her Anne Frank. The oh hot, imagine the, the poor stress. girl in the the, the stress alone the... of you
1: just being in front of a crowd yeah. on a TV show. <laughs> oh, mate. And then adding that in.
0: So she's got a new TV show, new Friday night. It's basically it's Graham so Norton. It's Yeah, it's Graham Norton. And it's too short. There was backlash over her getting that job.
1: I know. I read that on the weekend. Mm. It's so awful.
0: Yeah, but she's, there's so many middle-aged lesbians with tonight shows. Ugh. Exactly zero. Exactly. I don't think she's the person we're going after when we're annoyed at who networks are casting over and over again. Yeah. It's a strange backlash. Oh, should, they should be giving it to young people. Like, no, they should be giving it to anyone that's not Sonia She's Sonya a bloody Kruger. good
1: interviewer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but just someone new. Yeah. And let's be honest, she does kind of represent the majority of the ABC's audience. Right.
1: And she could connect to younger people as well. Yeah,
0: she's great. So I went there, it was me, Dr Saul Griffith, who's an environmental... Amazing. Yeah, crusader. My next guest could be described as a bit of a bright spark. Not only has he got a vision for Australia to lead the world in the transition to renewables, he actually has a plan to get it done house by house. Please welcome Saul Griffith. That guy has so much charisma.
1: I love when you uh, got him to admit that he's from the same neurodiverse world as you. Yeah.
0: This is the most ADHD thing you could do right now is just dropping his bombshell without checking with anyone. But I love it. <laughs> Keep going.
1: No, I didn't tell mum and dad I was going to say, like, no, if my wife and I are honest with ourselves, it's multi generational neurodivergence, both sides of the family.
0: He came up to me beforehand and he said to me, Oh, you know, I am now currently investigating my own neurodivergent. Situation. Oh, so he doesn't know yet? He knows. Yeah. But he just hasn't got the formal diagnosis. Yeah. So he had to ring all his teachers because he went to MIT in the States. And um, he rang all these lecturers and they said to him, yeah, Saul, that's the, like, you have to be neurodivergent to get into this school. Oh. <laughs> that's the, basically... Oh, I didn't know. That's an entrance <laughs> requirement. We look, we test. <laughs> so he was hilarious and incredible oh. and we're going to get him on the podcast. I'm
1: excited about that because you just want more. That's the worst thing about that show. Half an hour's not long enough.
0: Yeah. And I realise with the environment stuff, I've got my head in the sand quite a bit because yeah. it seems overwhelming. Yeah, it is. And Saul has a way of breaking it down.
1: We've had a culture war around climate for 20 years. You're going to lose your barbecue, you're going to lose your truck, you're going to lose your weekend, you're going to lose everything, it's going to be horrible and cold. This is just categorically not true. Electric cars use one-third of the energy to go the same kilometre, they're going to cost ten times less to own and operate. Electrifying your water heater, electrifying your space heater, electrifying your kitchen. Solar, Australian rooftop solar is the cheapest energy of any kind ever delivered to a retail human in human history. It's an extraordinary revolution that we did here. If we power this electrification of Australian households and Australian small businesses, we'll be saving three to $5,000 per year per household in Australia by 2030.
0: Basically, he said, and they edited it out, we're fucked in five years if we don't make the change now and that's not a message that's getting out there enough.
1: I feel like we're fucked already. Yeah.
0: No, he said this. We can definitely turn it around in oh, terms of not Christ. as much warming but a lot more has to happen a lot quicker yeah. than, what the, what, than what the targets that have been set currently. He said it all has to happen way before. And he, he will tell you how to make it happen. So I think it's really important rather than he's trying to go through our government, but I have a way to give him access to the people that are going to have to actually make the changes. Yeah. Which is, you know, us. Yeah. The the public.
1: Yeah, all the stuff he said on Frankly was so good.
0: Yeah, he's really great. So there was him and Chloe Hayden again (gasps) and also the showrunner and creator of She's amazing. Hannah Carroll Chapman. So it was a great time. There is
1: nothing about her online. I remember s- researching her. Mm-mm. She virtually doesn't exist online and yet...
0: Mm. Her mother's a very famous show. producer as well. Right. She does a lot of um, And you're
1: drama. getting married to her.
0: Yeah, we're getting married. Oh, yeah, have a listen. We're getting married. I just want to, like, marry you. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. So that was a really fun time. Yeah. And I didn't call her Anne Frank.
1: You've got, you've got to watch it.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can watch that on ABC iview. And then we need to get into what what happened at my parents' house over the weekend. My parents held their own garden show over the weekend.
1: I can't wait for this.
0: (laughs) As you do. And you can do that. You can do that. If you want to hold a garden show, you can. And my parents have been working on this garden for two years.
1: Yeah, your parents have got an amazing garden.
0: Mm -hmm. And when I say my parents, my mum's grand design, Jenny... And Vincey just carries out the evil plans. Yep. And supervises, yeah. and <laughs> su- No, he doesn't even He supervises the workers. Right. So it's, they've got this stunning Edna Wobbling inspired garden. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Apparently right. she's the Beyonce of garden designers. Everyone Google. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, over the weekend, there was a two day extravaganza <laughs> and it was just not what I was expecting. I was wrangled to kind to just float around, just basically monitoring. There were volunteers everywhere. Mum had made aprons. I can't believe how big this it is. It was huge. They had nearly 500 people over right. two days attend. To look at a garden. The garden show. People had to pay. How much? I think it was ten bucks. <laughs> the money doesn't go to Mum and Dad. It goes to some garden society. Right. Yeah. That's not why they do it. And my parents have <sighs> spent way more than they would have made back over two days. My yeah. God.
1: But your mum would have been so proud. Yeah,
0: that garden pretty much represents my inheritance. So... <laughs> Concreting it. That's where it's all gone. It's all the money that may have gone to my sister and I (laughs) is now in the stunning Wisteria archways that you see (laughs) when you enter my parents' house. There's a market garden, there's chooks, it's beautiful. But it's volunteer run. And the ladies who are apart, think CWA but on crack. Okay. These are garden ladies.
1: Yeah, garden ladies I love.
0: And they set up on Mum and Dad's deck and they had a plant stall, they had cakes. And there you. was a lady who works out her anger through iron sculpting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you bought some?
0: Three things. <laughs> Three? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm in the current, I'm about to start my garden. Right. Uh, and I saw... Oh, yeah, because
1: you're a Yeah.
0: So she makes these beautiful fruits, apples, pears with stained glass leaves. They're huge oh. iron structures. And I saw them, and Mum's like, "Yeah, she's very good, and she does it all by hand, and she's quite like she'd be in her late 60s, This woman, okay, and it's her hobby. I love that. It's like, yeah, you get know, bend the iron around. I'd
1: have been stoked she sold three. Oh, she
0: sold quite a few. Oh, she's quite well. Uh, there was also, but the the women. What I didn't know is, if you want to just attract twenty seven year old women all at once, all you have to do is open up, and your mother would know this. A handmade quilt.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> they love handmade quilt.
0: One woman produces handmade quilt, and all of a sudden, all I could hear was, "Oh, <gasps> oh, oh, what's? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, let me look at what stitch is that." And they just started flocking, yeah. but like appearing from nowhere. It was just they could have reshot cocoon. It was just, <laughs> and then old ladies I didn't even know were there. Well, like, I hadn't even sighted, just Come out appeared of the from, like, Terminator 2, like, just came from the wall. <laughs> and they're, oh, that's stunning. Oh, have you got another one? How could I buy that? And then they're all oh, in, like, a bidding war.
1: I need to get my mum on her quilts <laughs> into one of these things.
0: Handmade quilts, crack cocaine,
1: yep. old ladies. I love it.
0: And the old ladies' sandwiches were incredible. Like, combinations like ginger and cream cheese. In a sandwich. What? I know, I think your taste buds die when you're eighty five <laughs> <laughs> And it was so great. And they were all there and volunteering and then my auntie Carol was a door bitch because the volunteers aren't technically allowed in the house until the after party.
1: I love this. And my dad but they was, all want to have a look.
0: Yeah, and my dad was cooking up a storm in there because oh, at this garden show, fire. Vincey was... Feeding people. Coffees? Coffees. He
1: loves making a coffee.
0: Teas, the whole bit was going. Uh, and so he started, he was cooking up pizzas and garlic and lasagna. And then every oh. now and then, a volunteer, <laughs> a lady would try and get past the door, bitch, my Auntie Carol. And my Auntie Carol is five foot two, size of Collie Minogue.
1: They also want to use the toilet, obviously.
0: Oh, they have to be escorted to the toilet by my Auntie Carol. Oh,
1: <laughs> Because they always, twinkle.
0: Because my mum has stuff everywhere and they would all want to stop him. Oh, look uh, at that yeah. painting. Oh, where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from?
1: And it's like an old,
0: oh, uh, it's hectic, stunning.
1: beautiful pad. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's like a museum for the boomers, Yeah, truly. It's yeah. full of beautiful things. So they would get escorted to the toilet and, not, and <laughs> escorted back. they let us stay a moment longer. And every time they try and come in, Carol would be like, sorry, no, you can't come in the kitchen, oh sorry. How close is Carol to the toilet door while you're going? Quite close. <laughs> I'm Close. listening. And Carol was the producer on Hinch, on A Current Affair, oh. on The Project. Also,
1: oh, no one fucks with Carol. You do
0: not mess with Carol. Right. Even though she's a 40-kilogram, five-foot human, <laughs> she was there with her high-vis vest on, oh just God. assessing who was using the toilet. I love this high-vis. It was so... Oh, there was so much high-vis. High-vis wheeze. Everyone was, everyone was forced to wear high-vis. <laughs> my mum was not fucking around.
1: Talk about the lady on the main I, gate. I will. Please.
0: I will get to Moira. <laughs> So the woman, the grand poo bar, the queen of the garden shows, the home garden shows, uh, we just called her Moira Rose. Yeah. I cannot recall her name, <laughs> but Michael Lucas attended the garden because, of course, he had no toys. My mum was, like, texting him every day. <laughs> and him and his mother rocked up and he oh, just walked up to I me. I love that he bought his mum. Of course. Of course. I bought Jo a raincoat a little while ago and she was wearing that. This is Michael's mum. Cute. And Michael walks up to me and says, the woman on the gate, and I said, Moira Rose. <laughs> He said Moira Rose. I'm filming television's Moira
1: Rose. Won't you join me for a little stroll through the slice of
0: paradise I like to call the town where I currently am? She had the hat, the straight grey hair with the black undertone colour. She had black and white outfit on, very expensive gumboots. And, spoke, and she said to me, I know that you are someone who does things. I just don't know how to Google you. Tell me why you're famous. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. And, I said, and I said to her, no, I'm not telling you. I'm not talking about myself. You have to look it up.
1: <laughs> she would never look it up. Like Moira Rose would not.
0: <laughs> no. Nah. All we had to do was just save Moira Rose one piece of, of gluten-free vegetarian pizza. All she asked for was one piece. So Vincy was guarding it because after it all finished, there was the after party for the volunteers when they were finally allowed in the house. Oh, my God. And then all the booze got broken out.
1: What kind of booze are we? Are they G&T type?
0: Oh, no, it was Chardonnay and right. Champagne and Red. So they were all sitting around getting on it because they're all retired. Yeah. So no one has to get up on a Monday morning. Husbands are picking them up. It was it was nuts, and I finally went in the kitchen because my mum and dad looked like they were about to drop. And they were these women were settled in. They were laying now down get roots. Rid of them. They were nesting. <laughs> and I just said to them all, "Look, I am the rude autistic daughter. You all need to leave." <laughs> and my dad's horrified. No, no, no fine. I said, you're about to drop from exhaustion. <laughs> Mum was glazed over in the corner and these women were all sitting around chatting and I just said, okay, ladies. <laughs> I had to boot the boomers out. Oh but then finally, they still about, I don't know, about 6.30, they were still there and I Heard had to Heard of the go. geriatric cats. Oh my God. But they go hard, man.
1: Yeah, they do. They had been going Especially hard. after a day of volunteering in a garden, they'd want to... Crack it open. They did. Yeah.
0: So I had to boot them out, but apparently, Mum said they didn't leave too much after, which was good because I went around there this morning to check on them. So it went quite well.
1: Nothing got trampled.
0: No, everything was looked after. There was one man that we did have to move on because he stayed past the four thirty finish. Oh. So we had to like ask him to get off the it's premises. A bit creepy.
1: <laughs> so, That's the worst yeah. thing about letting strangers into your house. Yeah. Well, Garden. don't worry. The,
0: the doors were guarded. Yeah. So that was that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then, then. <laughs> fashion. Martella and I attended oh. the incredible Indigenous runway at the Melbourne Fashion Week. It looks so amazing. It was so beautiful. It was just fucking outstanding. I can't even tell you. The designs were just out of this world. Better oh, than anything I've ever seen. And the whole
1: seen. setup as well. Like- yeah and the models were There was so much diversity in the shapes, sizes, everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was Indigenous or a person of colour and also there was an amputee model. All ages are represented. It it was just done the way all fashion shows should be done for all of time.
1: And there was a hefty guy and I was like, oh, Oh, he's the same size as me and he looks amazing in that outfit.
0: He was incredible. He was my favourite model. He had so much strut. He was just killing it. So we went along to that and I was just honoured to be there. number one. And number two, the crowd, I avoid these events because I don't want to see the maths people. I don't want to see ex-bachelorettes. I don't want to. I really, I battle around people in general, but (laughs) I especially battle in those crowds. So it's rare that I say yes. But then Chella and I went to the after party and I was just full of eccentric, beautiful, incredible artists and designers and musicians. It was just. It was like, oh, just and I was like, there was only four white people there, and I was so honoured to be included. <laughs> yeah. And I just was looking around, going, these are the people I want to be around. They're all, they're all really diverse and interesting, and I just, it was such a great experience. So when Chella and I left, we were in high spirits, and we wanted to put on our oh own fashion parade.
1: That living, <laughs> <laughs> the Balenciaga walk.
0: <laughs> yeah, the dirt walk. <laughs> And, and then
1: you going pantless.
0: Yeah. So Chella and I were in an underground car park, <laughs> and she's like, let's do a live walk. I'm like, okay. So we went live to my 200- 200.
1: Chella thinks of that?
0: Well, oh, everything's Cup content. Up? Yeah. 250,000 people on my Instagram account, or whatever it is, 2020. And uh, we went live, and we were doing our walks, and a lot of you will have seen it. And if you haven't, please go and look on my Instagram. Please. Halfway through a walk, my skirt dropped off.
1: <laughs> oh, God, God. <gasps> <laughs> didn't even notice.
0: I didn't. It's like when old mate Tara Reid, remember she got her boob oh. out? Oh, my God, it's totally that. Tara Reid from American yes. Pie. She was on a red carpet and her boob Except fell out.
1: Except didn't then push her face against the boob.
0: Well, when my skirt fell off, instead of helping me, my child panned the camera down and then picked up the skirt to wear it as a wedding veil.
1: But props to you because you had a moment of like... <gasps> I've got no pants. And then you go, Hank, I've got no pants. I'm fantastic.
0: Yeah, I did. I loved that. I did panic, instantly thought, oh, fuck, the Daily Mail will be screen recording already.
1: Uh, And then I was like,
0: hang on, I've been on stage in less than this.
1: Yeah, and you looked
0: fucking amazing. Thank you. So we did the walk. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then this morning I woke up to be on Stella's best dress list. (laughs) I
1: know, with the Gaga soundtrack. With the Gaga soundtrack. Moving.
0: So that is, I had nothing to talk about.
1: (laughs) They've had too much to talk about.
0: It. People are going to have to listen to that at half speed. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say anything, but we're going to be doing an interview show. Shush! <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not shushing. Come on. No, we're doing. I'm doing it, Ben. I'm doing it. Oh. No, I'm just going to like. I just like people to be prepared. Okay. Maybe they have to budget. Yeah, true. You know, true. like, yep. and maybe they want to start thinking about their outfits. We're doing insulation end of term party. <laughs> What I'm are you not gonna say? Announcing it until October the 27th. Yeah, <laughs> this is a soft launch.
1: <laughs> Already mentioned what it's called. This is
0: the soft launch. It's 90s themed. <laughs> okay, stop. Insulation end of term party. It's happening October December. No-
1: we're not saying dates.
0: Why? But... What if people need to put in their diary? Okay. I like to know. I'm an All anxious right. person. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. Good, good. You good. know
0: what else? It's, I'm the boss. Yeah, true. <laughs> December the 14th, Wednesday night. What's happening? I'm not going to say the venue because we haven't paid the deposit yet. It's in Melbourne. It's in Melbourne. We're not live streaming it. It's a one night only thing. It's just for the audience who are there. We like there's the only opportunity you will have to witness this glorious event will be if you are in person there. If you are a patron you will get first access to tickets. It will be happening. I'm not going to say where because we have nearly said it. <laughs> but <laughs> December the 14th pencil in, think about what your best 90s look could be. Uh, it's an installation end of term extravaganza. I'm going to be singing as well. They're going to be having some great guests. That's all I'm saying. Soft launch. Soft launch. <laughs> <laughs> the proper launch will be happening with much more information Thursday week. I had to. I couldn't keep it yeah, in. Yeah, I know. I knew couldn't keep it I knew in. was going to happen. Gonna... All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> you didn't even get a word in then. I don't care. I care. I'm just
1: support voice. <laughs>
0: I'm your hype boy. Yeah. We'll be back Thursday with a regular rap. I know it's been a while. Can't
1: wait. I'm so excited to have you and Michael back in front of us. It's
0: ranks. been ages and so much has been going on too. We haven't even talked about the JLo <gasps> wedding. Is it JLo? JLo no, no. and J. Cool? Jennifer Coolidge and Jennifer Lopez? Oh. That trailer? That movie. Yes. Ooh. I know. That one we need to talk about. An the- army
1: hammer was meant to be in that.
0: Oh, that's right. And they replaced him with Josh. Jamel? Jamel,
1: which is oh. so much better. Can you imagine if ARMY was in it? It would have ruined everything.
0: Well, it would never have gone to life. Jennifer
1: Coolidge with a shotgun. I didn't know I needed that in my life until I saw that trailer.
0: I know. I'm <laughs> so so amazing. Haven't even talked about that. <laughs> OK, gang, we'll see you Thursday. Don't forget to check out the socials. Uh, that's it. Bye. Bye, Ben. Bye.
1: This is insulation. Free Time Tuesday on Emsolation is a Spotify-exclusive podcast hosted and produced by M. Rossiano, recorded and edited at Down the Hill Studios by Ezekiel Fenn. A brand-new episode of Emsolation with M. Rossiano drops every Thursday, 6am,
0: only on Spotify.